0: Hey, this is Robert Mason from The Ringer NFL Show. Even though the Super Bowl is over, free agency, the combine, and the draft are all right around the corner, and The Ringer NFL Show will have you covered bringing everything you need to know.
1: You can subscribe to The Ringer
0: NFL Show at iTunes.com slash The Ringer or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: David Shoemaker, as usual. Dave Schilling is here, I guess, usual, and uh, and Dan St. Germain, as usual, is on a telephone on some CBS lot. Uh, Dan, how you doing, man? (laughs)
2: Uh, it's good man, it's good. I'm I'm getting my uh I'm getting my pedicure while I have this phone conversation. So. Well, oh Saint Germain,
1: yeah. How is is uh yeah. how's being the head writer of Kevin Can wait Is it is it working out for you? <laughs>
2: oh my god, it's amazing. We're uh we're changing the whole uh we're changing the whole format next season, so it's in space. So Oh that's big breaking crit-
1: news here on the Mask Man Show. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be huge. Um, in all seriousness, Dan writes for a show called Superior Donuts, which is very funny, and everybody should watch it. But they've not—they've not paid Thank you for, you this, sir. for this uh, for Thank this for this endorsement. Um, you are getting
2: paid for it. So but yes.
1: Oh, nice. Through friendship, we were just—we but we, we just started recording in a hurry because we started talking about uh, elimination chamber, and Dan and Dave just started immediately. Just started, just started went right into a bunch of just like just truth bomb predictions here. Hot um, fantasy
0: booking. It's all there. It's all out here. <laughs>
1: Uh, they, it is they, the most
2: unpredictable card in history. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, if there were, if they were going to do, I, I, I'll I'll take you at your word that it's very predictable, Dan, or your, your implied word. If they were going to try to make it seem like a moment of unpredictability, putting it on the weekend, like three and a half days after the last pay per view and five days before the next one, is probably not the most. I mean, it just feels like, like just scheduling wise. We are on a straight path to WrestleMania. That said, they've been, you know, pulling out some wild cards already, and the injury bug has been has been playing in part two. But Dan, what are, what are your what are your predictions for the Elimination Chamber?
2: Well, I mean, come on, man. I mean, they had Cena and Orton fight this week. That was like that was the that was just them being like, yeah, we know. I, I think that the WWE just realized it's not going to be a big uh, pay per view, and they're they realize like, hey, you know, people who are diehards are gonna are gonna tune in because they're gonna think it's cool when Bray Wyatt wins the title and. Uh, they're gonna you know we'll, we'll give them something to him as seen this next storyline so uh, i think that's really the reason to watch this and i like the elimination chamber match i know a lot of people don't but I, th- I think it's i think it's fun
0: i think it's just a good way to get more subscribers to the network like the more content like yeah. this because you could do this as a as a smackdown you could do this super card smackdown like the wild card finals thing but why not have it on the network mm-hmm. why not have a gimmick match and why not try to goose the subscriber number
1: yeah, I mean, I don't even know. Yeah, if it's I agree. A, I don't know if it's subscriber number at this point so much as it's just like getting people to remember that it's WrestleMania. See, people who are already subscribing, just getting them, you know, clued back in. Um, and,
2: yeah, I don't think it's, a, and here's the thing, too, is I don't think it's a bad thing that it's predictable. Um, you know, like, I really get it. You know, I think that those, those build-ups, even though the, you know, Austin and Bret Hart match was incredible, WrestleMania 13, those build-ups to those, like WrestleMania 13 had one of those where the build-up to it was so crazy and no one knew, you know, who was in what spot, and part of that was injuries. And, and you know, I don't think that's great either, so I'm fine with both this and Fastlane being utterly predictable. Um, but what I'm not fine with is that the even though the matches and the match cards are predictable even though Wrestlemania cards are predictable that our way of getting there and the storytelling uh, that gets there is predictable I want that to be fresh and different and you know like similar to even what Miz and Dolph Ziggler did do something different it's like, also, to get there.
0: It's also predictable just because we're the ones uh, looking at the the rumors we're the ones reading the dirt sheets and just because yeah. we know that yeah. Bray Wyatt's probably going to walk out with the belt doesn't mean that Joe Fan or Jill Fan knows that that's going to happen. It, that could be a huge surprise for someone who's not as active in the internet wrestling community as, as those of us <laughs> listening to the show or being on this show. I'm
2: very active in the internet wrestling community. and <laughs> on my Tinder profile.
0: How many message boards are you a member of, and what's your, your username on those message boards? <laughs> Do you have a username on it? Yeah, you have to have a username do, on every message you?
2: board. Well, I don't have the. I mean, I don't. I don't do the message board. I mean, I just go to the dirt sheets. I go to cage side seats and wrestle zone, and sometimes bleacher report. Um, Giving your place a shout out, showing.
0: Shout out, bleacher report. Wow, that's gonna get cut out of the episode. Jeez, man.
1: Uh, yeah, I think I'm, I'm just. <laughs> sorry, I'm just talking over it right now. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that it's. I think that there is a. There's a. There's a world in which Ray Wyatt doesn't get the championship, only because it's simple enough to tell whatever stories are going forward whether or not that feud has the belt and you know this is the sort of last second decision that you could see WWE creative making that said it does feel sort of sort of like a done deal um
2: <clears throat> I don't know so any- what's the story like like uh why it costs Orton his shot then at Wrestlemania like at, at the title picture that's I mean cause then you have to like find a way that Orton does doesn't i mean i'm just saying if they're still going to do orton versus wyatt you know without without the title you got to find a way to get rid of you know do kind of what you did to mr kennedy when he had his money in the bank
1: you're right i was like fantasy booking last or a couple weeks ago that they just don't need they don't need to pull the trigger on the wyatt orton feud for until the month after or something like that but um, uh but yeah no i think that i think that it's you know we can all we can all see the way it's going um Luke Harper? Well, thought, thoughts on thoughts on Luke's uh, steady progression into a into a what did, what did you call him, Dave? Like the babyface icon.
0: Yeah, he's going to be the next Shawn Michaels, except with way less hair. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Well, I mean, on top. Yeah, if you it, get it, a little little look little or comb it forward like uh, some other guys <laughs> in WWE these days.
1: Oh man! Uh, so Dan, Dan, do you have a? Were you high on Luke Harper this week? What How are you rating
2: him? Um, you know, I always loved Luke Harper. I like his style of wrestling. Um, I, I don't. I didn't love that promo that he did, um, and, I, and I really wanted to like it. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's just he's like. You know, it's it's kind of weird because you hear him like. I remember I listened to him on talk as Jericho, and he's kind of like a little bit more. And I don't want to say dorky, but a little bit more awkward than you think. Oh yeah, you know, like you almost kind of think his like his speech is going to be almost like kind of JB y where he's going to be, or like like this, or even Terry Funky where it's just like, you know, like once he starts talking, he's going to have that kind of like that like easy going Western sort of thing that goes with the style. But he 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 does, and he's a little bit he seems a little bit more awkward. So yeah, well, if
1: anybody's seen the, I'm sure most people listening to this have seen the uh, the the old MySpace photos of his that like Up rocks unearthed, or I'm sure Reddit unearthed and Up Rocks posted about. Um, if you haven't seen it, Google it because they are they are. No, I've never seen it. And they they fit they fit the voice a little bit uh, a little bit better than what you were imagining. Um, so, do you, what do you think? I mean, uh, Dave, chime in on this too. Luke Harper versus Randy Orton. Do we think do we think there's any storyline progression here? Or is this going to be at Elimination Chamber? Is just this going to be setting the table for something else?
0: Well, like I was saying before we went on the air, my prediction right now, and this could be completely off base, is that. Luke Harper is going to realize that he can get back in the good graces of Bray Wyatt by helping Bray Wyatt win the belt in the in the the main event because I think the ultimate story is Bray and Luke against Randy Orton as a babyface cuz Randy Orton still in a lot of ways plays the role of the babyface in his matches so I think Luke Harper loses the match um, through maybe nefarious means, maybe a clean pin. I don't think it really matters. And it's going to be a straight-ahead match. But Bray Wyatt's going to be at ringside, and he's going to be manipulating him through facial gestures and things like that. And then the story will be Luke Harper coming out, turning on Randy Orton, helping Bray Wyatt. And, of course, Bray Wyatt in character is going to, you would imagine, feel very grateful for getting the belt and i think that that's the that's the scenario that sets up this main event is is randy orton as the baby face challenger against bray wyatt the champion
1: yeah that makes sense to me uh dan any thoughts on that
2: i completely agree and i'm also looking at these myspace pictures and they are delightful <laughs>
1: yeah it's pretty great he's just He's like the world's he's like he's like the tall the world's tallest MXPX fan or something, and then, like it's a it's a really warp tour daddy.
2: <laughs> Um, yeah, no, he's wearing... Because remember that, like, I guess if we were all around the same age or... But, like, uh, there was, like, that fascination in, like, high school of, like, the pimp outfit and shit. Oh,
0: yeah.
2: So, like, he's got, like, his character, one of his characters is, like, a like a Party City pimp. I guess that was his first wrestling character. You mean,
0: like, the Godfather? It's amazing. Yes,
2: basically, like, the Godfather. Yeah, yeah with a hundredth of the budget. <laughs> Check it out. Okay. It's um, amazing.
1: Yeah, I mean... It, it's kind of crazy that is. I mean, I'm just looking. I'm just looking at like the Raw and SmackDown, the Raw and SmackDown sides of the roster right now. It's kind of crazy that that, Luke Harper and, I mean, maybe to an even greater extent, Braun Strowman are like two of the most over guys in the company. I mean, Luke Harper, they're they're, they're positioning him uh, as a baby face, which helps that. But it's, I mean. I don't know. I mean, I I, 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 Bray Wyatt is is just so amazing that I. It almost feels like he's getting lost in the shuffle of his own proteges being being given the given the rocket. That's game. why I he's getting he the strap. Title, yeah, that's I mean, why he's getting the belt. I guess all that's out the, that's out the door. He's, he's a
0: 21st century Ric Flair, and the Wyatt family is a four horseman, and he just makes stars. That's his job.
1: Now, I'm looking at the rest of the card. We can just hit on this well, one. I think we're going a little crazy, guys, but here we go. Hot take. That's the pull quote from this episode. I am uh, the. Uh, I mean, Ziggler is in a handicap match against Apollo Cruz and Kalisto after his nefarious chair shooting actions on Tuesday uh-huh. night. Yeah,
2: that I didn't get at all. Me like, I mean, I don't know. I don't mean to sound like Jim Cornette or anything. Like, what, what the fuck? Um, but they, uh, you can't. You're trying to build this new heel, and then you're going to have him in a handicap match against two people who aren't as over as he is. Yeah, uh, it just doesn't make any sense. If he
0: wins, he buries them. If they win, they bury him. There's no no c- scenario. In this match, that makes anyone look good.
1: Well, if he win, if he win, if Ziggler wins, then it's like a, an underdog spot. Like, he, he's, yeah, but he's a heel. That's what
0: I mean. Yeah, I that's mean, crazy talk. Um, that that's really still crazy. they
2: booking him like a face. That's the problem.
0: He, he's got to change his music. He's got to change his costume. He's got to change his his uh, his entrance. Everything needs to be scrapped and started from scratch with this guy. Otherwise, he's never going to get over as a heel. The problem is that when you just
1: start, Dude. if you reboot his character, then that gives fans more reason to like. It. If you do like the harder, you know, if, sure. he, if he shaves his head and, and comes out in black tights or something, then like fans are going to go nuts for him. Because it'll know. be Stone join Cold the, Steve have Austin. Him join the
2: Wyatt family. Ooh,
1: we I like need that. the guy there
2: anyway, right? I love that go. idea. Have him shave and stuff.
1: Um, I I don't mind this. Now, the, on the on the, the in the women's division on SmackDown, we have two different matches, both of which I'm actually really excited for. Um... But I, I don't, I mean, I, I find it hard to imagine this is going to add up to more than one match at WrestleMania. So we got Alexa Bliss versus Naomi and, and Becky Lynch versus Mickie James. Um, I mean, maybe maybe it's just, maybe Naomi is just, uh, I mean, maybe this is just a one month push. And then at Mania, we're going to have uh, Alexa, Becky, Mickie triple threat or something like that. I don't know. What do you, What do you think, Dan?
2: First off, uh, I want to say that, like, uh, Mickey James is really hot as, like, that. She, like, dresses like someone who lives in Arizona whose, like, first marriage didn't work out. <laughs> but she's still, like... Like, they still divorced divorced when they were, like, 31. So she's just got that, like... Rocking like post-divorce body. She should come down um, to the ring with a glass making. of
0: white wine every
2: week. <laughs> exactly, like a white, well, like Sting's Cooter Town Day gimmick. Place. Oh gosh, you,
1: you're you're in charge of booking TNA. They just called me. This is incredible. <laughs> me I, and Jeff Jarrett.
2: I would I would I would have saved that company. Um, anyway, Mickey, I'll be in Orlando. So, um, but uh, I think. Yeah, I, I I I think it's, you know, it, it's weird having a double contract signing. I think it was weird that they, you know, Renee Young tried to sell it like crazy, but it's like, this is the first ever double contract signing. And part of me was like, well, like, the reason it's the first ever is because it's stupid to have a double contract <laughs> exactly. signing. Exactly. <laughs> like, the whole point of a contract signing is two people staring down alone in a ring with, like, a piece of paper. You know, it's like, this is the first ever Groupon <laughs> contract signing. And it it's feels really like it, weird.
1: It, it it just opens up for a lot of just a lot of just prob like just yeah, a lot of like serious contractual issues. Like what if you sign the wrong piece of paper? There's a lot of pins and pages floating around out there, you know? It's just it's it's
2: really <laughs> impractical. That's what I was thinking. That would be see, that's what that's what I understand, is like wouldn't if you like like ostensibly the biggest heel move would be Mickey grabbing the pen and just signing the Alexa Bliss contract you know and then she gets a title shot
1: yeah and we've seen it from we know from WWE history that that actually works like if you just sign the wrong <laughs> Dude, contract or you sign someone else's name or anything there's a lot of ways yeah. that can go down um, yeah Jack have,
2: Tunney is inspecting every one of those
1: <laughs> um, and I, I mean I left out Nikki Bella versus Natalia. We you know the, are the rumors still holding holding strong that that we're gonna have the mixed tag team match between Miz and Cena I mean Miz and Maurice versus Cena and Nikki
0: I have not heard anything to make that any less likely that's not to say that it's yeah. going to happen it's just that I have not heard a counter rumor yet
1: but I actually like the build I for have this match.
2: mixed feelings of it but go on
1: no no you go ahead Dan what are your mixed feelings
2: well, my mixed feelings with this is that I think the build-up is actually going to be awesome. Like, I think Miz's build-ups to pay-per-views are, in a lot of ways, sometimes better than the matches themselves. Uh, hey, one second. Hi. <laughs> Good it's his agent. Um, so I'm a little bit bummed out that Cena can't have like a five-star actual match at Mania, but I do think now that all this time has passed since 27, there's going to be a lot of really cool storytelling between all four of them. So that that's my feeling.
1: Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm tempted to agree. I I, I think that, that this has the potential to be uh, interesting, if nothing else. And 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 uh, and you know, I mean, it's not going to be a five star match, but but there's definitely. I mean, I think that I think that it's setting itself up to have Miz and Cena get a solid 15 minutes in the ring, basically one on one, and and have us be all pleasantly surprised at the quality of the ring work. Um, but I and I agree. I mean, I, I just think that it's it's disappointing that. I mean at this point Cena is like a is like I mean is he like a top 5 work rate guy in the company? I mean it, like as far as people who you top look for-
2: to in my mind he's top 2. I mean he's but- as,
1: as far as people who you look forward to interesting new matchups and that sort of thing. I mean I I, I yeah I just think it's really I think that there's that <sighs> it's shocking to be able to say that about Cena but it's interesting to be able to I mean it's mm-hmm. you're right like I wish there was a match I was looking forward to.
2: Yep. Well, gentlemen, I apologize, but I um, I need to leave. Hollywood Dan has called, and he's being uh, dragged into a meeting. So. All right. Do my best uh, to Charlie's Darren. I'll the comments. I will. I will. I'll, I'll take uh, – <laughs> we're going to enjoy our dodo meat and uh, Illuminati <laughs> wine. So um, let's all hang out soon. And uh, we'll t- I'll see you guys probably Sunday, Elimination Chamber, in some form. All right, man. Sounds, sounds <laughs> good. 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 Good luck all with right, the Big Man care. Theory. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Uh,
1: um, the – I, I mean, I honestly, if they really wanted to spice up the elimination chamber, they should just they should just take Baron Corbin out and put Samoa Joe in, and just say this match is going to continue till someone is accidentally injured, and then just <laughs> see how that affects booking going forward. If um,
0: only he had injured Roman
1: Reigns. Just um, kidding. Man. No,
0: I'm just kidding. I don't want anybody to get 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 injured. That's
1: Samoa Joe. Okay, someone texted me. Who was it? Was it was it you? Was it somebody else that texted me uh, right when Samoa Joe debuted? That they weren't sure if he passed the standing next to Randy Orton in the ring test, which is my my all my the 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 metric I always use for how legit somebody's gonna look at WWE.
0: I think it was it was Kazee. I don't think it was me. Um, but I think he looked fine. He Samoa looked Joe f-
1: versus Roman Samoa Joe looks so legit next to Roman Reigns on Monday night. Cause he's
0: a legit badass.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was uh, so my, my girlfriend never watched an NXT, so she, we're watching on Monday night, and she's asking me to give the background on who this guy is. And uh, and so I gave her a little rundown, um, and uh, you know, I mean, she she was into it. But I told her that that you know I've said the story before. For rest, as far as wrestlers that I that I've met in person, with the for let's say for everybody like under six four, he is by far the most physically imposing dude in a t shirt. You know, I mean, he's just a scary dude, and his hands are like catcher's mitts. That phrase is overused, but like, man. Uh, shaking his hands is a come to Jesus moment, uh, but yeah, he's 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 a really legit looking guy. You know, I mean, he's I, I just I'm glad that he's getting a chance to to shine and on Raw.
0: My dream scenario, assuming that what they want to do with at WrestleMania does happen and Goldberg takes the belt, faces Lesnar, loses to Lesnar, gives him his win back. Is Lesnar Samoa Joe at SummerSlam? And Samoa Joe wins the belt because Samoa Joe is actually a guy who I feel like in a shoot fight could hold his
1: own with Brock Lesnar. Well, I don't know if we want to go that far. He certainly has trained in various forms of shoot fighting, but
0: at least you could believe it
1: possibly. You could happening. totally believe it. Yeah, you can. You believe the his entire arsenal. I I think I mean I I I love I like Kevin Owens better than Samoa Joe. I mean, it, it, as far I mean in twenty at this moment in twenty seventeen, I can say that with confidence, but that said so joe's entire arsenal seems more legit versus brock lesnar than kevin owens except maybe the 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 frog splash i love that kevin owens frog splash um but yeah i mean it's i i would love to see that too again but i, I mean i'm just as soon as you start booking six months out or longer i mean i just get so nervous because we've seen what happens when you try to hold a hold a big feud for some point in the future um but yeah, I mean, so what, does Samoa Joe have a spot on the WrestleMania on the WrestleMania roster? Is he is he just on the WrestleMania card or is he just uh, Finn Balor? That's the one baby Finn face. Finn Balor is, according to Meltzer, Finn Balor is close to coming back. Right? That, yeah. Didn't didn't he drop that? Um, we were just talking about uh, Woj bombs before the show came on the air. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna mispronounce his name, but it Adrian Wojnarowski. Um, we just got to start using Melts Bomb or something whenever he <laughs> drops some. Whenever he drops some important well, information.
0: Well, the big one that he dropped this week was that Seth Rollins is probably going to be
1: good to go for WrestleMania. This is you remember what I was about? Was it last week that he got hurt? Is it that recently? Yeah, it was m- last Monday. So we were in here a week ago having this conversation, and I was talking about Friday Night Lights because just the because it's it is it is possible to walk around on a leg with a you know busted mcl or ac what would what he hurt MCL. mcl and you know if it's if it's if it's technically healed in eight weeks or whatever i mean you or i would be walking around with probably a light knee brace at work mm-hmm. after eight weeks but we're not professional wrestlers and we're certainly not professional wrestlers that that use you know in-ring agility as like our calling
0: card but we also don't have the benefit of the best doctors the best training staff All the things that, hypothetically speaking, could get him to that point where he could work some kind of match. Maybe he won't be doing 450s or planches or whatever, but he can do certain things. Yeah, and I guess the feud with Triple
1: H certainly lends itself to just, like, punching each other in the
0: face. Yeah, some big spots, some brawling in the crowd. I really, really, really hope that this happens because I feel bad for the guy, that he's constantly getting hurt and that he missed WrestleMania last year, and the idea of him missing
1: WrestleMania this year is just as the biggest bummer it's funny because we're in this world of like we know about the injuries right and we like we know all the we have medical diagnoses coming at us left and right and all this kind of stuff but like there's a way to book this match regardless of his health that in like 1988 would have been incredibly compelling which is to have him come down to the ring on a on a crutch with his knee taped up or his knee in a brace or whatever have him insist on wrestling he signs a waiver and then they brawl for a while but then it's like you know, a five minute brawl and then Triple H goes after the knee and just like beats him down with a sledgehammer for 10 minutes. And we got, we have a, you know, that it's the, just the emotional swing of that beat down as we, you know, Samoa Joe comes out and helps out. And then that's, it's, it doesn't have to be the main event of WrestleMania. It's not, you know, it can just be a, it can just be like a, just a moment.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's basically what they're doing with Sasha Banks and Nia Jax is Sasha can't work. She shouldn't be out there. She's risking her career, but she's too proud and that would be a great match I would I would be super happy for that it gives other matches more time you can put more matches on the card uh the actual card not the pre-show I mean that's a great way to do it and uh you know you give him his Paul Pierce moment wheeling wheeling him out in the wheelchair and coming out and saving the day
1: yeah well I mean I I mean that would be that that's much more interesting to me than a than a stopgap but I you know I don't want anybody to get hurt or whatever um before we get too deep but I mean before we we'll circle back around to Raw but the uh we you mentioned Jeff Jarrett earlier is there anything first of all I don't like <laughs> I wish that TNA were more central to wrestling talk and to just like my fandom in general and I wish it were as big as WWE only because the story of just what the the, the backstage power struggle at TNA over the last decade would be the most interesting story in the history of pro wrestling. I mean this is like Bigger than, you know, Mushnick's N.W.A. Like, what, like, there's all of like all of like the, the 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 jockeying for who's the next N.W.A. champion. All those stories are great. I don't. What is going on at T.N.A. Like, how did why? How is Jeff Jarrett back? He left and started another company.
0: He's just a smooth talker. I don't know. I think I think whenever there's a power vacuum in professional wrestling, a Jarrett will fill a Jarrett <laughs> will fill it. Be a Jerry or Jeff. Here they come. Have you
1: seen uh, Jeff Jarrett on Spring Breakers? You know that he has a sort of cult, a cult leader style uh, delivery that Absolutely. he can really win people over. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's just a, a Christian youth group leader in that. And I'm not trying to knock Christianity. Everybody knows my uh, my deep Christian roots. But we that, were it, just praying before we started. I <laughs> the pray show. before every show. <laughs> I pray before every show that they let me finish recording. I just wish that you know Matt Hardy
0: and Jeremy Borash got a little bit more creative control over TNA because they have the ideas that people like us have responded to the most. Yeah, I mean, Borash had, like, complete control for a while, right? I mean, yeah. he's... it's But
1: that's the whole Everyone's thing. Everyone's
0: had complete control of that company. Well, here's the, yeah, I
1: mean, it's like you don't want a situation like old WCW where it's... Where, you know, there's bringing in head bookers and then firing them, you know? And it's just... I mean, maybe there's nothing wrong with that. That's sort of the territorial model is you would just bring in... <clears throat> You know, I mean, whoever you bring in Dutch Mantel or whatever for six months and let him run it, or Bruiser Brody's booking behind the scenes, but nobody's allowed to know. I mean, it's but but you also don't want, I mean, from on the WWE side, I mean, when people always complain that just you know, Vince has had just you know, has been ruling with an iron fist for so long that it's repetitive, but TNA is not a, a better situation where it's like you're not even you're not like hiring. You, it would be better if they were hiring head bookers instead of just promo- like finding guys who were already and gals who were already employed and just saying like for this month you're the booker, you know, or like you have. It's just a weird situation. It's it's political,
0: uh, from what you know I can tell, uh, as an observer of these these sorts of things. It's just who has the most support in the back, who has Dixie's ear, who have Anthem's ear now. Wow. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's a shame because consistent booking is what people respond to. It's what makes money. Is we're going to do a year or two years or six months or whatever it is. And we're 2017, going to tell 2017, that's yeah. definitely true. We're going to tell stories, and the stories are going to have beginnings, middles, and
1: ends. Yeah, no, it's totally true. And listen, I, I'm a Jeff Jarrett mark from my earliest days. I remember with great affection the commercials they ran of advertising the Jeff Jarrett shirtless in jeans poster on uh, Memphis <laughs> Wrestling. Do you have one in your house? No, I could I was not allowed to order things over the phone at that age. But uh but man, they were they were really pushing Jeff Jarrett as just like the the beefcake poster boy for a while. And, and you know, the ladies responded.
0: I would sing with my baby tonight right now, but that's Bruce Pritchard's gimmick. Yeah, that's true.
1: Um, you've been listening to Pritchard's podcast.
0: I have. I is was just...
1: is, 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 Pritchard, is Pritchard's podcast the, like the thing that everyone can agree on in pro wrestling right now? Is, I think so. Is there is there a wrestler that's more universally beloved than is there a wrestler or gimmick more beloved than Bruce Pritchard's podcast is?
0: No, wrestling? no, not at all. It's really remarkable uh, that it's transcended sort of the the general hatred of everything in wrestling fandom to where it's like, oh, this is this is great because yeah. you get to hear the stories that you don't hear usually so it's wonderful but yeah
1: yeah i mean it's just another i mean i did not no no reason to unnecessarily dog wwe about this but like they could have owned this or they could have just put this on the network you know like it's not like it's, it's or just release it as a podcast it's just not the way things are done um It's really great. I mean, and it's sort of just—it's it's it's so pro wrestling. I mean, just the fact that every episode is like fourteen hours long—it's just like (laughs) it makes it. Speaking of, we got
0: to get done here pretty soon. Let's finish the the elimination chamber card. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) um,
1: We're on a clock. All right. Other news of the week: uh, Hulk Hogan reportedly coming back to WWE. I believe this is also a melt bomb. Uh, He's coming back, quote, sooner than later. Uh, Do you have feelings about this? a long pause
0: i'm not not happy about it yeah he crossed a line i'm sorry he crossed a line that i would hope most people listening to this show would consider uh unforgivable but i don't know um you know i loved hulk hogan as a kid i loved hulk hogan through the nwo through the last wwe run tna obviously i didn't really give much of a shit but it's just not cool what he did it's just not cool but at the same time it's professional wrestling and no door is ever closed for that long and uh you know I'm not going to you know complain about it on Twitter or belabor the point on this show specifically it is what it is and uh you know hopefully
1: he's learned his lesson I think that hopefully is the is what is just the tough part about it like I, I'm I'm, I'm you know, a lot of my fandom is tied up in Hulk Hogan. You know, like I, I love Hulk Hogan, the pro wrestler. Uh, it's just, the, like, a timeout is not the appropriate right punishment, or, or it's not his punishment. It's not even the right term. But like, you don't just give somebody a timeout for for, uh, you know, what he did. And and first of all, if you're Hulk Hogan, I get that. Like, at the beginning, it's so there's like just so much static that like you rushing out and like giving interviews, not like, it's not going to make a bunch of difference, but like, if this happened to you or me, like you would just be like, and if this were not a, it was just like a terrible moment caught on tape and it's not your true feelings. you would just be like, like just like burst, like knocking people over to to go on the record and be really sincere about how this wasn't true. Right. I mean, I know Hogan's been out there, but like, Rosenberg used to say. He used to always, you know, talk about how like open, you're like open invitation onto Hot 97. You know, come on, come on over. Like just some way. Like that aside, I'm just going to pause that. Like for the, like you just as a fan, as someone who cares about this issue, you just want to be able to say, like, that's terrible. But like, like there has been a there has been a reckoning. There has been like you know, if WWE just said instead of just disappearing him, had said. This we, we don't stand for this and like, you know, we're not gonna deal with Hulk Hogan for one year, a calendar year. Then when it's over, you feel like, well, at least he's served his time or something. But there's no serving time. It's just like we're just gonna run off the clock until everybody forgets. You know? Yeah.
0: Well, some of us are not gonna forget. And it's gonna be difficult to to embrace him when he comes back. But the fact that he's coming back is is it is what it is.
2: It it's is a business
0: decision on WWE's part, and they're gonna make a lot of money and hopefully Um, you know, some good comes of it.
1: Sure. Yeah, and I mean, and honestly, if they could, if like I don't mind him being in like a WWE video game so much as, but like WWE at this point is it's just like the the real life version of WWE. I mean, they're they're you know on some level they'll be marketing deliberately or no, they'll be marketing off of the holy shit factor of them welcoming this guy back. Yeah. Right. So. Well,
0: look, if he, I feel like when it's gonna happen is WrestleMania because it's in Orlando, it's his backyard he comes out cuts a promo heartfelt apologizes really like throws himself on the sword in public in front of 80,000 people or whatever the number is going to be I'll be okay I'll be fine
1: but he has to acknowledge I think, it. actually you that that uh, listening to you say that I think that's exactly right the they that for all of my complaints just then I'm like the person like criticizing a wrestling storyline like two, you know three weeks before the pay-per-view I mean, if this is a setup for just the for like the most incredible emotional moment that, if, you know, if he's going to come out and really do something like that, um, then it'll, it could be more powerful because of the issues that we exactly. have, but it's a, but it's walking a fine line, man. WWE, yeah. I don't know, man, you put a microphone <laughs> in Hulk Hogan's hand with the intention of him apologizing. He just, like, some of that, man, He'll some of his up- Twitter interactions have not been, anyway, well, we can get off this. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah.
1: This is a not this is an apolitical wrestling podcast. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. But, <laughs> Unlike uh, all
0: the other political wrestling podcasts. <laughs> um listen, uh Jim Cornette really gets He, he does. You're yeah. right about that. Yeah.
1: This is this is actually this is a, like the most meta wrestling podcast this week. We're only talking about other wrestling podcasts uh and, and wrestling Twitter at this point. Um the other big news uh talking about, you know, old Wrestlers from my childhood is the Rock and Roll Express uh, has been announced as the the newest Hall of Fame inductee. Do you have uh Do you have any Do you have any Rock and Roll Express memories at all? Um, only you grew up p- out here in California, right?
0: Yeah, no. So I was a WWF guy, um, but I of course I watched Saturday Night and I watched Old Clash of Champions on TBS and and all that stuff. So I I knew you know WCW in the Eric Bischoff era. Yeah, I didn't really know uh, until you know watching later what the NWA really was about and that kind of stuff. Um, but I do obviously remember the Rock and Roll Express uh, in the NWA invasion angle oh, back, yeah. back back in the Attitude Era. Uh, I mean, it's definitely a long time coming just because they were so influential and there would be no um rockers without them there obviously because it was basically a ripoff uh there
1: were i mean there were 600 rock and roll themed uh tag teams back in the day but but yeah you're absolutely american true. alpha
0: has a huge debt um to the rock and roll express uh the outlaw new age outlaws and you know everybody who made their name as a unit uh owes a debt of gratitude to the rock and roll express and i think it's 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 definitely the time to do it and there's countless wrestlers and 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 bookers and all kinds of uh, industry people who deserve to be in the in the WWE Hall of Fame, and their resume speaks for itself. It's Cornette's turn next, right? You got to put Cornette in. in.
1: Well, let's give well, give credit to Jerry the King Lawler. I think he's the one that came up with the Rock and Roll Express gimmick and put these two dudes together and made you know helped make them what they are. I, I wrote. Speaking of Lawler, I wrote a piece about going to see Lawler wrestle a few years ago back at Grantland when he was, it was his first match post heart attack. And he was having this basically this, you know, legends show in It wasn't in Memphis. It was in Tunica, Mississippi, which is 30, 45 miles South of Memphis, but at a casino. But it, so I went down there to watch it and, um, I'll retweet that piece. Cause I, I, I'm, I love that piece. But, um, there was one point where I was just like walking through the casino and saw Ricky Morton, like, like texting or on the or on his phone and like smoking a cigarette with a beer and like grandpa glasses and is just like frosted spiky mullet you know he just looked like like three different things at one time but and none of them were a scary <laughs> person a, like a physically imposing pro fighter um, but you know then they you know like they you see him wrestling. I mean he's they're still out there wrestling probably right I mean they're, they're you see him wrestling he's just He's, I guess he's always been, I mean, he's always been small. He's always been on it. Like not particularly physically impressive, but he's a star, you know? And that was part of what I wrote about that week was just the incredible distance between reality and mortality and these like in ring superheroes. And Ricky Morton, uh, I mean, Robert Gibson is the rock of that team, but Ricky Morton personified that weird chasm that that's what pro wrestling is all about. He, he personified that more than anybody. Um, if you got, I don't. I didn't even look at the network to see if it's on there. But um, when he was it, it, back in WCW or in NWA, he had a he had a brief feud with Flair for the title, and it was just because he was so over. Like I remember very clearly, like a formative moment for me was Ric Flair like beating him up in the locker and, and like rubbing his face against the concrete floor <laughs> and, and busting him open, and uh, I mean first of all that's some grisly stuff i mean my I, i'm gonna go back and rewatch it it might just be like a drop of blood but knowing knowing the rock and roll express it was probably a, a, a crimson mask um but yeah man he those guys were those guys were crazy over and
0: props to them for taking bumps during total non deletion oh you yeah know, they, they were out there working with the hardy boys dream match finally happened oh man they're
1: they're just i mean just just a great tag team and it's cool to see them get in because yeah i mean they they uh they they really deserve it man and they and i mean they've just brought so many fans so much joy over the years
0: and there's a lot of uh, nwa it slash wcw guys who to my knowledge are not in that deserve to be in vader is on that list obviously um just for being one of the great monster heels of all time mm-hmm. i don't think sid is in
1: yeah, I mean, listen, they they can't put everybody in, or there wouldn't be a Hall of Fame induction next year. It would right. just be like the guy who just retired every year. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, I, I like this move. I like this move, and we we should go back. We should be sometime between now and WrestleMania. Let's let's uh we'll, let's let's do some do a live viewing of a I love this idea. of a Rock and Roll Express match on here because, like I said, man, they they did some they did some really cool stuff. Um, all right, back to what really what people really care about. Um, we have the Elimination Chamber is coming up. We have Fastlane. How far away is Fastlane now? Three weeks, four weeks, something like that. Um, but last night we, had, we both had uh, Goldberg accepting... Le- I mean, Monday night, we had Goldberg accepting Lesnar's WrestleMania Challenge and also booking himself into the main event of Fastlane <laughs> against, uh, against Kevin Owens. Yeah. Um, this is another one where we have the Elimination Chamber, as we were discussing with Dan, where it seems like a done deal that we, ha- we, we know who's going to win. We, like the the assumption is that Bray Wyatt is going to win the title and then set up this this you know Orton Wyatt WrestleMania match, the assumption for Fastlane is that Goldberg is going to win the title to set up the to make his Lesnar match for the Universal title. Um, I think maybe in the I mean in both in both instances, like uh, like I was you know extrapolating with with uh, about the Elimination Chamber, it's possible that they just go the other way. We've certainly. We're surprised that that uh, Kevin Owens walked out of the Rumble with the title. I mean, they 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 they're not opposed to sort of you know teasing teasing us along. Um, I don't know. I mean, do you think do you think that Orton versus Wyatt and Lesnar versus Goldberg are the right two places for the two big titles at WrestleMania?
0: There's a way to wrap your brain around both of them being okay, and I would be a hypocrite after everything that I said post Survivor Series to claim that Goldberg doesn't deserve the belt, that he should not be beating Kevin Owens, this is a travesty of justice. He's the most over babyface on Raw. Full stop, he's the most over babyface on Raw. So why not give him the belt? It's the biggest match of the show. Why not have it be for the title? There's a, a, a contrary opinion where you say give the belt to a match that needs a little bit more gravitas, and we've talked about that many times. But the fact of the matter is, this is the this this is the match. This is the match that's selling I, subscriptions to the I, network. I
1: don't I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with any of your points. I I think that the the, the point you make, I mean, the, about you know, give it to another match to, because it needs it. I think it's actually the inverse of that. I think it's that Goldberg versus Lesnar absolutely does not need it. Right. And if anything, it's sort of. To me, it it takes a little bit of the air out of that match just because it's it doesn't get to be just a spectacle, you know. Like it doesn't get to be you. You don't have the potential for it being a twenty second squash, yeah, and I wouldn't want that again. But like that sort of unexpectedness probably won't happen because now it has the it has the onus of being the big like the main event of the show, basically, right? Um, and I'm not sure that it gains anything from having the from having the title. Except for just the card overall gains from the main event being the main event, you know, I mean, from that the biggest match being the title match, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I think that the the only, I mean, the 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 other fear is that we, just, I mean, the last time they fought at a WrestleMania was one of the most you know just ridiculous moments in wrestling history, right? I mean, they're just getting booed out of the stadium, and I, I feel I've, I my my worry it even if i thought even if i totally go agree with you that this is it's the biggest match he's the most over babyface put the title on that even if i agreed with that 100% i would still be concerned that having two part timers with i mean i'm sure we'll know uh, if we don't know already that there's a, they probably have a total of you know four more matches contractually between i mean goldberg has one match after wrestlemania or something and according no i think he i think wrestlemania
0: is it because i think it was rumble um Fastlane WrestleMania Well, they'll,
1: okay, they'll sign him to a one-match extension just <laughs> so we don't have this conversation every day leading up to WrestleMania. I mean, they right. we can there'll probably be something else, but still. Uh, I was going I was the point I was making was even if they have six more months each on the card, it's still the same vibe of like this doesn't matter, you know, right. I and mean, it doesn't like and I, I I think from a WWE perspective, I would be concerned that the fans as hyped up as they are for Goldberg as much as they love Brock Lesnar would just be tempted to ironically invoke their WrestleMania 20 match.
0: Yeah. But, you know, I have to say, they've been planning for two, three years now, this idea of Brock Lesnar with the belt, dropping it to a full-time big star, right? That was the plan at WrestleMania 31. Uh, It didn't happen, Um or was it was Yeah, it was WrestleMania 31. After he beat Undertaker the year before, he goes in, he faces Roman Reigns. Reigns, hypothetically, was going to win the belt. Didn't happen for a variety of reasons, mostly due to Roman Reigns not being very over as a babyface. Yeah. And so he's never given the rub to anybody. Why not do it now? Why not give him the belt through this Goldberg feud with another part-timer, have him hold the belt for six months, drop it at SummerSlam to... Roman Reigns, Samoa Joe, God knows who, um, and then let him walk off into the sunset because he's he's running out of years and running out of interest. I think in wrestling, and you can't have your biggest star be a part timer. Yeah, so it it seems inevitable to me, and it's this seems like a good way to put the belt on him again. Yeah, no, I'm, it's I'm... a bummer. It's a bummer because it's not going to be a great match. Uh, it's taking the belt away from you know a smart favorite and kevin owens uh and owens jericho could certainly use the title but
1: i think the biggest i mean i love i'm gonna be excited about owens jericho it's i mean that's it's you know whatever but i think that the i think that the it, it doesn't matter about it holds the belt i mean that's the but, belt is a prop that's but, what they always say yeah but the, but but it does uh, but the, but it's i mean the thing that fans will react to is taking the belt off of owens and then putting as much as, you know, Owens Jericho is going to be great, putting him directly into a feud that doesn't involve the belt. Like right. he, if he were, you know, if he were involved, if, if we thought he was going to interfere in the gold, you know, in the main, in the universal title match, that would help, you know, that would take some of the sting off. If we thought he was still circling around the title, it's not that big of a deal. But uh,
0: And we have to ignore the fact that he's probably not going to get his contractually obligated or mandated rematch, which is a, a storyline gimmick that they use all the time. He's not going to wrestle him on a a random raw for the belt. Sure. So it's just like, well, why does he not care anymore? Yeah. Wow. Well, okay. Oh, and then Orton and Bray, I think I'm fine with it because Bray Wyatt deserves to be the WWE champion, at least for a few months. It just seems like he's so over and he's so good at his job that he should get to be a champion bray
1: wyatt yeah yeah no i agree think about all the guys in the i almost wish bray wyatt would finish. i'm sorry i, I, I was gonna say think about
0: mean. all the guys in the in the 80s and 90s who were so over and never got the belt because of hogan or because of uh sean michaels you know vader never had the wwf title rick rude jake the snake db all these guys who were such great characters and such great performers uh, they never got to have that honor, and I think Bray Wyatt deserves it. Of anybody that hasn't had it on SmackDown, he's he's at the top of the list.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I almost wish that Bray Wyatt was not winning. Would was not winning the title on the road to WrestleMania. Even though this is a great, this is the, the level of esteem that we will complain about it in the other direction, like with Goldberg or whatever. But. Um, you know i almost wish it was just like i felt it it seems like there's no there's nothing they can do to make the wrestlemania the rump to wrestlemania feel organic at this point and i know i'm just like overthinking this and being too much of a smart mark and everything else but um yeah you know I, like it, it almost feels like i'm happy that he's has been that if he, if he wins on sunday i'm happy that he's being anointed anointed uh but i wish it was a little bit more organic and this storyline don't get me wrong i mean it's been has been told over a number of months and has been really compelling i mean i think that you always joke about the everything's everything that happens on tv is in service of the video package um that'll that'll run the next week i mean the video package for this randy orton um, bray wyatt angle is going to be incredible you know i mean if that's if they fight at wrestlemania like that I'll, I always complain about the video packages run going too long, but I'll watch twenty minutes of like background on this on this feud. Yeah, know? no, it's, it's it's really well told. I'm I'm not saying it's not poorly told. I'm just saying there's a, like just the entire WrestleMania season has a sort of manufactured feel to it, which is incre- incredible that I just said that about a pro wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> we,
0: what we need to do, one of us, maybe not both, but one of us next year, should just completely go dark from all rumors, all spoilers and just do from January through April without knowing anything and see if that changes the way that you feel about WrestleMania season. Because one of the problems is we, we know too much. We can't, the story can't be told with any sort of surprise anymore because we're spoiling it for ourselves. We're the kids getting up while our parents are sleeping and opening our Christmas presents.
1: Yeah, that's true. Okay, well, I'll take it. Takes a little bit of the sting off there, I guess. I, I'm here to make you feel better, David. Um, so Goldberg will be 50 years old when he's a champion. <laughs> Is that the it, well?
0: Sure. No, Flair's got to be the oldest champion in in wrestling history, right?
1: No, no. The fabulous, <laughs> fabulous Mula was. I think in her last, in her, her la, I'm looking at this right now. Her last real champ, her last actual run when she, when she beat, well, yeah, they She held it for over for just over a year. In 86, 87, and she was fifty three, I believe. Um, All this WWF champions, it, Vince McMahon, right? Yeah, and then uh, <sighs> yes, of course, and then and and then won it again in ninety nine. But like, as far as like legitimate champs, I wonder how, how old was Flair at his last at, during his last reign. Um, but yeah, it's not like old ch- champions over fifty is not unheard of. It's a little bit weird, as much as they've been pushing, you know, athletic legitimacy over the past year or two um particularly with the women's division but but certainly but in general you know and and uh that's what the Brock Lesnar era has been all about in a lot of ways um I guess man I mean I don't it's hard it's hard to knock Goldberg I mean he's I mean when he had when he if he when he has a has to have a 20-minute match and if if it's terrible I guess you know we can change the song but that but that's um so far you're right I mean he's very very over and and successful so
0: it's a shame DDP's retired because he's the only guy who can get a good match out of Goldberg.
1: <laughs> um, DDP would probably come back for that, right?
0: Yeah, sure, why not? Um, he can promote DDP yoga
1: on the air. If they just had a legends
0: division that was like a like <laughs> that was WCW like a, in 1998, I know. But what
1: if they <laughs> just, could? They just have that? Can they just have a separate division for like the like they do on the on the like the PGA tour or whatever? I mean, just like Ooh wrestlers boy. over 50. Oh boy! I mean,
0: I would watch the hell out of that on the network. It was just an hour. If of WWE
1: like, passed a like an edict that we're just not going to let anybody over the age of 49 wrestle somebody would come in and start a 50 and over wrestling federation that would get better ratings than wwe i mean people
0: have tried that there was that that legends of wrestling pay-per-view which was famously the worst wrestling movie of all time where jake the snake roberts is a assault not assault verbally assaulting people while drunk in the arena but uh i mean I, i would watch shane douglas throw suplexes
1: yeah, no, I mean, I think that there's uh, well, okay. If they did it now, it would think it would be more effective because we have guys like Goldberg that look like you know A bit of jacked, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're incredible people. People are staying in better shape. you, yeah. know? you don't have to like go get Jerry Sags out of bed to wrestle. <laughs> and you know, it's, it, this could be... Jerry Sags is literally in bed right now. I guarantee you. Yeah, well, um, it depends on when people are listening. Never, no, 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 <laughs> no, bed. No, he's doesn't. in bed. Uh, okay. he's um, what do we need to hit on from Raw before we circle back around to Elimination Chamber? Um, um Akira Tazawa made his big debut and boy did they hype him up
0: yeah interesting choice um you know the cruiserweight division they did that big uh multi-person match I still feel like nothing's nothing's happening. That's all that needs to be said about that. Nothing's um, happening with that.
1: Samoa Joe versus Roman Reigns, we touched on it before, but that was I really
0: enjoyed that match. Strong match. Yeah. I mean, two styles that work really well together. The battle physical of the Samoan drops. <laughs> bruising style, both Samoans, yes, definitely. Um, the women's title angle continues apace. Bailey and Charlotte next week for the belt. Yeah. I have to assume Bailey's winning the title on Raw. Well, that's
1: when Charlotte's at her weakest, we know yep. that.
0: Um, Monday nights are kryptonite for Charlotte Flair. All
1: right. Uh, the Elimination Chamber is this Sunday, believe it or not. Um, we we touched on everything to start off the show, but your official prediction for the main event, is it Bray... Okay, just to run it down, John Cena versus AJ Styles versus Dean Ambrose versus The Miz versus Baron Corbin versus Bray Wyatt. I i i don't have hard feel, like you know deep feelings about the elimination chamber match the contrivance itself although i will say my girlfriend was just laughed out loud when they showed the video package because the pods are so silly but that's <laughs> sort of the she might change her mind completely by you know by sunday
0: uh Mauro ronaldo kept calling it the hell in a cell match Did in he? the first like first oh, 30 totally minutes of the show uh, it's it's basically a hell in a cell match with the stupid pod gimmick. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I mean, like... I like
1: the fact that they have to like watch and they you know you can jump off the pods and everything, but it's it's just a I don't know. I just it, it, people I mean I'm just such a mark this week I don't know why but it's like you know just make it a just make it a regular old match you know, I guess it can be having all the people it's it, you have to come up with some contrivance but um, you know the steel cage still has more gravitas than just about anything else in my mind so. Yeah, and they,
0: they did a, a couple packages this week with uh, former combatants. Sort of I enjoyed hyping that a lot. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was cool. Um, and Goldberg, you know, surprisingly absent from that, as far as I remember, because Goldberg was in one, and he could have done, I guess they would have had to pay him extra <laughs> to be in the video. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's not my favorite gimmick match. Uh, there are worse gimmick matches. Uh, usually they involve a pole and Judy Bagwell, but... Uh, it's going to be fine. Uh, I think uh, Bray Wyatt winning is, is almost inevitable. The mark in me wishes it was The Miz because I'm a huge Miz mark. But, you know, I think the story that they're telling, the placement of the Wyatt family on the card on SmackDown every week is in the main event. And it's not going to be seen with the championship. I don't, I mean,
1: this is serious. This is being a great elimination chamber just in so much as like I could fantasy book all of these guys to winning if it weren't for the presumption of the bray wyatt win i mean everybody here has a case everybody Mm -hmm. has a case for and everybody has a case for headlining wrestlemania you know it's Mm -hmm. a a really good well there's always there's baron corbin although he won on tuesday night do you think that that's just to make it to add to his legitimacy going into this match or is there do you think that this is the beginning of the baron corbin era i mean i think that by SummerSlam he's going to be in the main event i
0: think he's probably going to win the intercontinental title at wrestlemania i think that this guy is a limit for that guy uh, and, and the push will continue long past this pay-per-view. Okay. I don't think he has any chance of winning. I don't think that that would be a particularly smart booking choice. I don't think he's ready. But you put him in the ring with all those guys, all those, those top guys, and he looks good. His, his promos are getting better. His confidence is going up. I, I think he's great. I think he's had some good matches too, you know, just from a work weight work rate perspective.
1: Yeah, no, I I I totally agree. Um, But yeah, I I mean, listen, when Bray Wyatt, if Bray Wyatt wins, I'm gonna mark out. I'm just like, it's gonna be great. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a moment. That's what we
0: watch wrestling for is those times when you can chant, "You deserve it," and we get those. We get those. You know, it's just it, it it doesn't always happen the way we want it to happen, and we have to remember that we watch this stuff for the times when the guys who deserve
1: it get the belt wow that was profound
0: thanks man should end on that
1: that was was really good are we done i think i think that's it um yeah so uh, i mean i really don't have anything to add i hope that i just hope that the moment on sunday lives up to like all of my bray wyatt mark uh uh, innermost feelings. I have. I actually. I, I bought a Bray Wyatt action figure a week ago. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, we I, I had some people over at the house to watch the Super Bowl, and uh, Bray Wyatt is on top of my mantle in crab formation, and that got a lot of got a lot of comments. So uh, I hope that. Yeah. I. I just hope it's as 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 much a moment as I uh, as I hope it will be. Think anyway, about all
0: the times he's jobbed in in big matches.
1: It's true. So many times. It's, and it was all leading to this. This was one epic six-year storyline he line. had to job he to
0: he had to job to cena at wrestlemania 30 just so he could be in this position i think it, it all it's all making sense now was <laughs> all
1: part of wwe's long con and and bray wyatt in character it's k his kayfabe this was all part of the plan the
0: master plan um
1: well thanks a lot man of you have course. anything to plug this week uh at dave schilling on twitter i'm going
0: to the nba all-star game uh so i'll be covering that for bleacher report check that out and uh
1: yeah trust the process Trust the process. Enjoy New Orleans. I will. It's like one of the one of the great cities this country has to offer. I will be coming back without my cell phone, my keys, and my wallet. I'm sure. Um, the one person we didn't mention in the elimination chamber, I think, this entire episode was was uh, Dean Ambrose. So, actual apologies to Dean Ambrose for <laughs> that omission. But at a deeper level, general apologies to Dean Ambrose. We'll see you back here next week, humans.